0: You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network, where we share stories of people becoming who they were made to be. My name is Emily Cummins. This week, Luke McElroy is sharing his becoming story. Luke is the visionary of SALT Conferences and founder of Orange Thread Media, the parent company to Orange Thread Live events and Triple Wide Media. Author of several books, including most recently released Creative Potential Principles for Unleashing Your God-Given Calling, Luke was hailed as one of the top innovators for worship by Worship Leader Magazine. Luke's leadership has helped create powerful live environments for thousands around the world. He is proud to call Nashville, Tennessee home and regularly writes about creativity, leadership, and faith at lukemackleroy.com. Here is my conversation with Luke McElroy. Well, Luke, welcome to Becoming Me. It's great to have you on the podcast.
1: Hey, Emily, it's so good to be here.
0: I'm really excited to dive into your story today, and I feel like I've had an up-close and personal view at it already because I read your book, and it's so good.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I appreciate that.
0: Literally, y'all, you need to go order Luke's book right now. Like, push pause on this episode, hop over to LukeMcElroy.com, buy the book, and then come back and hear his story. It's amazing.
1: It means a so, lot because you know, you write, you spend so much time writing a book, and when you put your own story into the book, like yeah. you sort of release it and you have this overwhelming, paralyzing feel come, fear come upon you, and you go, Oh gosh, I hope it helps someone. Like, I hope that people don't read this and are like, Well, that was cool. Like, but why, why do I need that book? You know, why do I need your story? So that means a lot. Appreciate that.
0: Well, I mean, it's absolutely true. I was reading it this year on my way to Boston, and I was sitting next to my mom on the plane, and literally every five seconds i was like mom this guy luke like what he's writing is so becoming me oh my goodness so if somebody else was uh writing what i believe um and many things i've experienced it's definitely in your book so thank you for sharing so i love that well let's kick off today's conversation by you just sharing a little bit about yourself like who is luke
1: yeah so i um live in nashville and run a company called Orange Thread Media. And we do a couple of different things, but the thing that's probably most public outside of the national community is that we run a conference called SALT. And that's a large part of my story, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about sort of how that came into play. But um, really, it's a creative arts conference. Our whole vision, our whole heartbeat is that we want to help those who have creative gifts and serve in the local church leverage those gifts to impact the community they're called to. And so That's often, awesome. you know, people who serve in the church in the creative and technical realm, they, they're they hired because they have a really good ability to do something. They're phenomenal button pushers, if you think about yeah. it that way, as yeah. weird as that sounds. And our our call has been, hey, we want to help grow the vocational craft element of the creatives and technicians and storytellers and designers and worship leaders of this community. But at the same time, we want to help them draw closer to Jesus because at the end of the day, um, I really believe that it's really the encounter and closeness with Jesus. That's going to help you really unleash your potential in life um, and more so really allow you to, to be more than just what I think the world tries to sell us. And that is, you know, that you would do something to benefit you or as a phrase I've used before, like you would unlock your own future. But instead, I think when you, really draw close to God, you start realizing, wait a minute, these gifts aren't just for me. These gifts are for me to unlock the future for someone else. So that's kind of the heartbeat and vision of, of salt. And, um, yeah. And then on the side, I, I do live events. We have a live events company. And so I get a chance to travel around and run video and lead technical teams, uh, on some amazingly fun and big events, which, uh, isn't, me being egotistical it's me sort of being blown away at all of god what god's given us so it's cool
0: that's really cool now i have a very very deep question um why the color orange
1: oh my gosh you must know (laughs) something about this question
0: (laughs) no i actually like legitimately don't know anything but looking at your branding like on your personal stuff and then all your company stuff it's obvious the color orange is like the color. So That's why the a, color orange?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, fun fact about me is that I try my best to wear some sort of orange every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is kind of rare and weird. Uh, sometimes it doesn't make sense. I'm sure some fashion faux pas person would tell me you can't. <laughs> no. but, uh, yeah. So orange, actually orange thread means a lot to me. And so it really sums up sort of our four core values of our company. Um, teamwork, uh, innovation, excellence and simplicity. And so really what we say is that, you know, orange is a secondary color. So it takes two primary colors to create orange, red and yellow. So it represents teamwork for us. We have to come together with our clients. We have to come together with the community in which we serve. We have to come together as a team within the full-time staff. It's the way I try and lead is through team. And so even though we have numerous different divisions, we all have sort of a a giant awareness of what's happening company-wide and we try not to stay too siloed. Uh, But you go, well, why not green or purple, which I know purple is your color. love purple. You know it. (laughs) Statistically speaking, uh, your eye will notice orange over green and purple every time. It's because of the color pigmentation of red and yellow, sort of the vibrance of yellow and the awareness of red. I mean, that's why stop signs are red because our eye can see it. Yeah, Um, but because of that, it it stands out. And so that sort of represents innovation for us. If we do anything, we want to be innovative. We want to stand out. So we say that to our clients, we say that to our salt community, like we want to help you push the envelope, think to the next thing, and always be looking at what's innovative because we think that innovation is the language of this culture that we serve. And if it's the language of the culture we serve, then why don't we as the church begin Mm. to speak that language to connect on a deeper level? So that's orange and then that's thread awesome. basically represents excellence and simplicity, right? I mean, you, you take mm-hmm. a thread out of a t-shirt that you're wearing or whatever, yeah. you know, jeans or whatever, and it really has an opportunity to ruin that shirt. Like one thread out of place has a chance to really disrupt the excellence factor. And so we sort of talk about the fact that excellence is not about being noticed as you're the best of the best of the best or really even being noticed at all. In fact, great excellence we think is really being unnoticed in many ways, especially Mm. in the technical creative realm that we serve in with our clients and with SALT. And so it's sort of a reminder of, you know, hey, to be excellent, we just need to sort of flow into the fabric of what that organization is doing. We need to find wins for them, which then means we win instead of just being all about us. But if you look at that thread after you pull it out of your shirt and ruin it, you would notice how simple a single thread is. And Mm. so anyway, that's kind of orange thread but orange cool. specifically is really this teamwork thing. And I think even beyond the company, the thing I love about the color is it just reminds me that like, I am dead in my sin. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for the son of God, and I know that's cheesy. S-O-N, no, that's awesome. That's UN. I think that it just sort of <laughs> reminds me when I wear it, like, hey, don't ever try yeah. and live or lead outside of the will or, or being of God. So
0: that's amazing. I love it. I did not know that there was that much behind Orange. I
1: thought maybe some of the creative church peeps gave you a little insight on no, that. No,
0: they did not. So that's that's really cool. I like it. Thanks for answering that. So, you know, I have had the privilege of getting to know your story, who you are and who you're becoming. And I would love for you right now to just unpack your story. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So really, I think the story that that is my life and is the story of quote-unquote, becoming Luke, uh, really is this story of sort of uncovering my purpose and leading this SALT conference. When I was young, I felt like God gave me a very crystal clear picture of what I was going to do with the rest of my life. But I don't know about you, but when God gives you very crystal clear pictures, it's really a a glimpse, and it's not all the answers. And I I process and wrestle with that a little bit. I'm like, God, why don't you just give me the roadmap? Like, I'm sort (laughs) of a, like, high D, like very type A driven guy. Like I just want to sort of give me the like seven step process and I'll get there. Um, But I think that he knows. And I think that as I've processed and and look back on my becoming me story, I think I've come to learn that when God gives you just sort of the roadmap in life, Mm -hmm. he he knows you don't need him anymore. I don't think God wants to just give you a GPS direction for where you're going to end up and just say, all right, well, good luck. I'll talk to you in the end. Like he wants you to journey with him in the process. And I think in many ways, and, and, and I wrestled with this, I felt like, you know, when I was asking and, and really sort of just desperately praying to God, hey, give me clarity, give me direction, give me intentionality on in what it is that, that picture was. I, I always felt like God was whispering. And it took me a while to realize that, that God whispers because he wants us to have to draw near to hear him. He doesn't want to yell with some massive PA system hey, this is what you're going to do. And so anyway, I think um, to sort of give a little bit more concreteness to this abstract picture I was given, I was on a bus. I don't know if you went to camp growing up.
0: Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Uh,
1: but I was basically on this bus and it had these like what I called rainbow Skittle infused cloth <laughs> seats, you know, like I can, I can literally picture them. Like, And I'm sure anybody who's been on one of these like Greyhound buses in camp world, you've seen these seats. They're just hysterical. Um, but I was on the bus, uh, that bus, and I was headed to a beach camp with um, the youth ministry that I was serving at the time. I was a high schooler, but there we was a middle school retreat or middle school summer camp we were going to. And I just remember God just planting this picture. It was this picture of I was standing in the back of the room and there was a sea of people in front of me and some sort of stage and lights. And so I, I just sort of pieced it together and was like, oh, God's calling me to start a youth camp and it's maybe going to involve a beach. I don't know, but... I just sort of know. I knew in the moment that this was something got it installed, and I couldn't, um, I couldn't figure out sort of where the root of that was and hmm. and sort of the process. And so, I for years, Emily, thought I was called to build a youth camp. And when I say youth camp, wow. I mean blob, wow, and ropes courses and lakes and zip lines and kumbaya and the whole kit and caboodle, you know. And and so, anyway, I just sort of latched onto that. And the phrase I use in the book as I sort of share some of this story is that I started photoshopping the very picture God gave me because it didn't mm-hmm. have enough clarity and I needed clarity to move forward. And as you know, as you've read the story, I really sort of journeyed down this path and I started meeting with 501c3 lawyers. I started, you know, meeting with pastors. I started sort of pseudo creating this like giving uh, entity or this giving group of people almost like fundraising yeah. without ever asking for money but it was like i started very intentionally telling this vision to very specific friends of my parents who i figured had money and would give me their entire bank account login <laughs> yeah, i don't know but of course yeah and so i just kept running and running and i got to uh through college and i just kind of was convinced in this whole process like god's just going to tell me when to go but i need to be prepared i need to do everything in mm-hmm. my will to will this camp into being and there's so much wrong in that statement. There's so much wrong because he was not a part of it at all. I got mm. so caught up in the doing that I really missed an opportunity to be with yeah. God. And, and you know, one of the things I talk about a little bit in the book, and I, I sort of processed in individually is, I think sometimes the enemy uses good ideas to sort of rob you from your God idea.
0: Yeah.
1: And really what ended up happening was I just sort of started chasing so, you know, Head first into this camp idea that it really wasn't a camp. And I just had sort of concocted that. And I think, you know, I look at it now and I'm like, gosh, I learned so much from that season. But sometimes I think we can think it's one thing and start running with so much fervency for that. But God never confirmed it. God never did anything to sort of edify yep. that vision. And God will always confirm his will,
0: yep. he
1: will never contradict himself. And so, anyway, I, I got out of college and started this company that i'm running now and uh, there's a ton of other little things along this way but it basically ended up coming down to this moment in atlanta where i felt like god asked me three very bold and clear questions and i didn't hear god's voice audibly i don't know anyone who has audibly heard the voice of god but it was pretty close when i felt like the spirit was saying inside me hey hey luke um do you work in the youth ministry world And I'm like, no, I mean, I I don't even serve in the youth ministry at my church at that point. I didn't. And I'm like, no, uh, that's awkward. And I felt like God was saying, so are you going to get a whole lot more influence in the youth ministry world? Because you've got this whole willing your way thing figured out, but you're going to need influence Mm -hmm. in order to do this. And I just felt like I had to say no again. And and the next question sort of lifted this weight off my shoulders. And I, I felt like God was saying, so then why would you ever believe that I would call you to build a youth camp? And it was really this moment, yeah, where I was like, wow, I was becoming someone that you never intended. I was becoming someone I was never designed for or created for. And it really started this processing of going, okay, let's go back to that picture. Let's undo all the Photoshop edits I had done. And let's figure out at the core, what was it that God really was calling me into?
0: That's incredible. Oh, my goodness. I love what you just said, too that the enemy uses good ideas to rob you of your God idea. And that's so true. I'm sure, I mean, all of you listening can actually think of an instance when Luke said that, where you were falling into that same trap. I know I, I thought of something when becoming me.tv first started. Um, my team and I wanted to start a podcast like three years ago. <laughs> and we, we literally like, recorded episodes and everything. And it was not God's idea for us at that time. And so it was a good idea. Like, obviously we have a podcast now, but it wasn't God's idea then. Um, and so leaning into trusting God to write your story and not Photoshop all these little details. I mean, I, I just love how you portray that because it's so true. So true. Well, And
1: I think the truth is, and I think your story of starting a podcast and realizing it wasn't for God, but now you have one is yeah. further proof that God cares far more about your process than your product and at the end of the day he'll use whatever product he needs to 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 get you through a process and i think that when we shortcut god on the product side or the process side sometimes the product's not right so good and i mean even like the camp like yeah it was a good idea because it was a place where people are going to meet jesus and the vision was that we were going to raise up students in a way that said hey we want you to understand your influence in the world we want you to become future kid presidents and future ceos and we want you to impact you know, the nations by leading the fortune 500 list and being God fearing men and women, which is a great idea. I mean, I still sit back and go, if someone were to present me that idea with some very concrete plans, I'd probably back it, but it wasn't my idea. And, and there's something in that too, like not being so caught up in when you get ideas, I think sometimes as creatives, and, and I know I've fallen into this trap, Emily, but sometimes it's tough to sort of recognize that god's given you an idea and it's not actually for you or that you have an idea that's not your idea
0: absolutely
1: and to be willing to give that up you know to hand
0: that out absolutely and how cool even in your journey that you were aware for those three questions that god brought to the forefront of your story in atlanta you wrestled with it you saw that you were creating this picture of luke that isn't who god designed luke to be and now what you're doing with salt I mean, you are influencing the creatives who now are going back and maybe they are leading those youth camps or they're leading their churches or whatever the case may be. Um, but the span of influence was different than what you originally designed. But I mean, I could even, you know, suggest or argue that it's bigger and better mm-hmm. um, than, than your original idea that God has just expanded your horizons. Um, but it wouldn't have gotten to this place if you weren't willing to listen and then trust him with that step. Yeah. So, okay. My next question for you are based on two words that are integral to everything that I do, every story um, that I have the privilege of in- interviewing. So what do the words becoming me mean to you?
1: Wow. Um Becoming me is is basically the act of becoming Luke McElroy. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Very true. I think I think at the end of the day, becoming me would mean really stepping into the purpose God had for you in your life. Hmm. And I think that when you ignore that, you start rubbing up into really the only opportunity for failure in life. Yeah. Um and I think that um one of the things that I really spend a little bit of time talking about is just sort of harnessing the uniqueness that God's given you. I think to become you means to become you, not the you that someone else has told you you need to be or the you that someone else is trying to make you into. I think, you know, sometimes in the context of, you know, work and relationships and going to conferences or whatever. I mean, there's a multitude of things. Sometimes I think we feel like the world is trying to force us into something that really isn't us. And... I think becoming me is recognizing that God gave me unique giftedness to reach a unique community. Hmm. I mean, I'm in the live event space and um, we create events and experiences and and I love Cirque du Soleil and the guy who created Cirque du Soleil is a guy by the name of Guy Liberate or Guy Liberati or something. I don't know how to say his last name, but French guy. And I've sat back and thought it numerous times, like, man, I wish I had the brain of guy. (laughs) Like I wish I could think about these immersive experiences and in a way that he does, I wish I could bring to the table, this sort of innovation and differences that he brings. And, and then it hit me one day and that is, yeah, but I'm not guy. And so I'm never going to have what guy has, but, and this is when it flips full 360 and you really step in to understand the power of becoming me is when you realize, but Guy isn't Luke. And right. so Guy's never going to create Salt Conference the way he's going to create it. God's never going to write Creative Potential the way that Luke wrote it. Guy is never going to be involved or be in the situations or have the influence in the small, tiny, microcosm world that Luke's in. And I think that Becoming Me is in many ways recognizing no matter where you are in life, you have influence. And that influence uh, is something that maybe you only you have. Right. I mean, I think it's easy to sort of think that fame is influence, but the truth matter is that's just being known. But, but to really know is really influence, you know?
0: That's so good. I love how you worded that. You know, if you were having a cup of coffee and of course, an orange coffee cup,
1: exactly.
0: (laughs) of course, and uh, you're hanging out with another person, they're on their own becoming journey. Uh, What would you say to encourage them?
1: Man, don't get caught up in this sort of comparison trap that I think this world tries to serve us. Um, I think, I mean, you and I see it every day on social media. But we we share the things on social media that really are sort of worth remarking about, or to use another phrase that you know Seth Godin really has coined, is to be remarkable. And so I think it's easy sometimes to see people's social media feeds. I think it's easy sometimes to see. Um, sort of the lifestyle or even the sort of celebrity culture we live in uh, that sort of only wants to put out and only wants to paint the the most beautiful picture we possibly can that sometimes we can go, man, I I don't have that. I don't, I'm not that good. I'm not worthy of that. Like I want that. I need that. I, and I think sometimes we can get caught up in really coveting sameness, which I know I've talked a little about in this uniqueness piece, but really I would argue um, I just encourage somebody, man, find out what it is that God's called you to. And when he's called you to that, that's the coveting of uniqueness that Mm -hmm. I think is very biblical. And run with the sort of clarity of the cross behind you. Like Jesus died so that you would step into freedom. Jesus died so that you wouldn't be bound by the contrites of this world. And as you are free, you would go and make more disciples. You would go and find more reasons to impact the community that you're at for the sake of Jesus. And I would just sit back and go, If you want to become you, figure out what it is that God's gifted you with and how you can maximize His impact here on earth and run with the confidence of the cross behind you. Know that Jesus died so that you would have the freedom to do what you do. But in the process of that, make sure Jesus and make sure God, make sure the Holy Spirit confirms that will over and over and over because God will never contradict Himself.
0: Absolutely. That is so good. I love it. Y'all lace up your warrior boots and your tennis shoe style and start running. That's (laughs) awesome. Um, You know, you talked a little bit about salt and I know salt is coming up this fall. So share with us what salt is, who should go, some of the details, all the good stuff.
1: Yeah, well, everybody should go and they should all bring a friend because Uh, parties are way better with a whole lot of people. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, (laughs) that's that's true. true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, so SALT is happening in this October, it's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, Woohoo! and the one and only Emily Cummings will be involved in that as well, which is exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. You're going to be teaching a class. I am so excited.
1: But uh, yeah, so it'll be October 10th through the 12th, and we're calling it sort of the Creative Arts Conference uh, because we really feel like it impacts anyone and everyone that has some sort of involvement in making Sunday happen or telling the story of Sunday. During the week, and so that's going to be worship leaders, technicians, creatives, um, storytellers, designers, communication people—you know, pastors or people who lead these sort of creative teams—and so that's that seems like a really wide breadth. But at the end of the day, we all are working behind the scenes to sort of set the table for those who you know come to our absolutely environments and come into our churches. And so um, that's sort of the heartbeat, the theme this year, which I'm super excited about, is called Someone's Sunday.
0: That's and awesome. it's
1: this idea that we don't ever just rinse and repeat. Like every week is someone's Sunday. And the tagline that we're sort of using is it's never just another Sunday because it's always someone's Sunday. So it may be someone's Sunday to attend for the first time. Yeah. And what do we do to craft environments where they feel welcome and they feel invited into that first time experience? But it also may be the someone's Sunday to believe. And it may be someone's Sunday to serve. It may be someone's Sunday to belong into a community group or a small group or something like that. And it may be weird, but how do the creative arts sort of help craft the atmosphere that would help someone's Sunday really matter? And so I'm stoked. Um, That's awesome. we got a ton of phenomenal speakers coming and uh, there'll be like 40 workshop sessions. I mean, it's just going to be incredible. So.
0: So if someone's listening right now and they're like, oh my goodness, Luke, I've got to come to SALT18, where can they go and get their tickets?
1: Yeah, so they can actually go to SALT18.com if they want. Um, So that makes it easy. S-A-L-T-1-8.com. Or they can go to SALTcommunity.com, which really is sort of the heartbeat of this whole movement and community that we have because there's free resources there, there's articles, there's... um, both learning products. I mean, we've started championing some phenomenal books, including one, Fired Up by Andrew Johnston, who's really just training and equipping how do you lead and create a creative culture? Um, And he's just a genius. And so, you know, even resources like that and other books and stuff like that. So there's a ton going on at Salt Community, but um, salt18.com will take you right to the Salt18 site. You can see the theme and the schedule, workshops, all that sort of stuff
0: very cool and you guys definitely go to the salt community website and sign up for their email list so i get their weekly or bi-weekly emails and the resources that you guys share luke are so good (laughs) i mean i'm always sharing them with my team like i think this week was uh the week that we're recording it was a a free resource for some downloadable templates and i forwarded it on to my guys guys first subscribe to this email second download this resource (laughs) and uh it's, it's good stuff we
1: had, we had sort of a shift about a year and a half ago, and we really asked the question to ourselves, if we really want to champion the local church, what does that look like? And that one of the answers that came out of it was, we don't just work for a three-day event one time a year, but we actually try and resource the church every single day of the year. And so it's amazing that you know, you've benefited from that, because that's the truth. Our, our whole goal, we try our best to give one away a month. Um, and those have been everything from B-roll clips to ProPresenter lyric templates to volunteer automation training stuff to, as you said this week, After Effects templates. And so, yeah, we just try and use whatever sort of gifts and abilities that our team has to sort of create things that are very practical and tangible, you know, oh, well, in, in the it regular is. week.
0: It's amazing. I love it. Um, and as I've already raved about your book in this episode, Creative Potential is amazing. Um, And so for those of you who even want to learn more about Luke's story and after he wrestled with those three questions that God brought to him in Atlanta and he saw that he had been Photoshopping the story of his life, like Luke goes on to share more beyond that point in his story (laughs) um, and then in different acts and how he got to where he is today. Um, So I highly recommend the book Creative Potential. Um, And Luke, like if somebody wanted to go order Creative Potential, can they go to the same places or is there a different website that they should go to?
1: Yeah, so we're trying to make this easy, but you can go to uh, creativepotentialbook.com and that'll sort of take you to the portal for the book just to learn a little bit. In fact, if you want just to sort of read the first three chapters without having to buy anything, I know sometimes buying a book is sort of a risk, um, but my whole hope is that it's, it's worth every ounce of the investment that you would invest into it and then you'd gain so much insight for what the scripture says about how do you find your creative potential? What are the biblical principles of really stepping into your calling and all that. But yeah, but they can also buy it on Amazon. If you guys have that uh, Prime or whatever, you can get it through Amazon. You can also get it at LukeMackery.com as well as saltcommunity.com.
0: That is awesome. Thank you so much. And Luke, thank you for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming. Um, I know I really appreciate it and our listeners do as well. So thank you. Right,
1: thanks, Emily. I appreciate it.
0: To learn more about Luke and connect with him, visit the podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com. That's C R T V Church.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network. For more information about Becoming Me, visit us at becomingme.tv. Also, connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with at becomingme.tv and connect with us at creativechurch.com again that's crtvchurch.com you can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook with at creativechurch